Today's episode of Throne Room Breakdown, Post 82, is brought to you by NetSuite. Successful companies know faster growth requires the right tools. If you're doing one, ten, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives a full picture of your business. Finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more, all in one place. Over 19,000 companies trust NetSuite, the world's number one cloud business system. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com listen. That's netsuite.com listen. Happy Monday, everyone, from nice and chilly Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is Jason Jones bringing you your latest edition of Post 82 Throne Room Breakdown following the Kings 123-111 loss to the Bucks out here at Pfizer Forum. Uh, Kings got down by 14 early, made a nice run, take the lead at halftime, uh, led by six in the third quarter, and then the Bucks just uh, kept the intensity, started making shots. Kings couldn't make any shots for a stretch of the fourth quarter, and that pretty much did them in. They were outscored. 35-21 in the fourth quarter. The Bucks were without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hope I said that quick enough and fast enough. Uh, um, he was out the game, birth of his uh, of his child. So clearly, that's more important being there for a game against the King than really anybody. So no Giannis tonight, but Chris Middleton, another All Star, was still there. Twenty eight points, eleven rebounds, eight assists. Eric Bledsoe, who some might argue should be an all-star this year. Um, 28 points, 8 assists. And then Brooke Lopez, 20 points, just 2 rebounds. But we know the story of Brooke and his career in rebounding. But big man had 20 points in just 25 minutes. Uh, the Kings got 23 points from Harrison Barnes. His second straight 20-plus um, point game after not having one dating back to January 15th. He's got back-to-back 20-point games. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had a rough shooting night, 5-19, finished with 17 points, 11 assists, 8 rebounds. Buddy Hill, 15 points off the bench. I'll touch on that a uh, little bit. Bogdan Bogdanovich and Nemanja Bielitsa each with 16 points. Uh, let's dive into this. I uh, want to talk a little bit about uh, Buddy Hill and what he had to say after the game. Uh, nothing like, you know you know salacious per se but the comment he made was he should have got up more reps he should have got up more shots but he took 12 shots in 33 minutes uh, not a high rate but you know he was 6 to 12 3 7 from 3 and we can look at this a bunch of different ways you know we all know that um since the with this loss it ended a three game winning streak but the kings are still 6 and 3 since uh, Buddy Hill was uh, moved to the bench and, Bo- and Bogdan Bogdanovich was put in the starting lineup. But let's not be ignorant. Let's not be silly. Let's not pretend like Buddy Hill is thrilled to be a reserve. So when he says, no, we're just going to play, you know, play around a little bit with this. When he says he should have got up more shots, is he saying that he that they should have more things run for him? You know, what's he saying? I actually asked him that, you know, what did he mean by that? He's, you know, because... Kind of just to say you should have got up more reps. You know, are you saying coach could have run more stuff for you? You know, trying to figure out, you know, read between the lines. I didn't just want to read between the lines, so I asked him with a follow-up. Just, you know, because there were a lot of sequences tonight where the ball moved well. You saw guys passing up open shots to get the teammate a better shot. 
So I thought maybe he was saying that in some of the instances where the ball was moving well, maybe he could have just talk, caught the ball and just shot it, maybe not move the ball. No, what Buddy said, though, was, well, Buddy only had one assist, so it's not like Buddy was uh, playing point guard. So I, wanted, I don't want to put that out there like that. But what he said essentially was, actually, I'll get you the, the what he said was, what he meant that he could have been more aggressive, you know, guys are playing him tight. Maybe he's got to sidestep, do some different things, get to the paint, attack the rim. Those type of things to try to get himself going. So that's what he said he, he meant by that. But even still, you know, how does, how does that happen? You know, do you need to call more things for Buddy? Do you need to run more stuff for Buddy? You know, 12 shots and still the uh, fourth most on the team um, tonight. De'Aaron took 19. Buddy, though Bogey and, and Belly both took 14. Harrison got up 13 shots. And also just of, of that group that I just I mentioned, Buddy's the only one who didn't shoot a free throw. So there's always that, you know, maybe he could attack more, get to the rim. But one of the reasons why the Kings have played well lately is because Buddy's been playing well. So go heading into Dallas, wonder, have to look to see what they'll do to maybe, you know, get Buddy going, keep him in that 20-point range scoring-wise. Just I think that gives the Kings their best chance to win games. And it keeps Buddy happy. Not that Buddy is going to, like, you know, tear things down if he's not happy. But, you know, obviously, ideally, you want everyone in a good space going forward. So that's on Buddy. Now I want to move on to the possibility that Jabari Parker will make his uh, Kings debut Wednesday in Dallas. Uh, before the game, Luke Walton said that Jabari actually wanted to wants to play right now. But he happened to arrive at a time after the trade where hasn't been really any practice time for him. It's a good amount yet for him to practice. And ideally they'll get a good practice in with him tomorrow and in Dallas. And then with the idea that maybe he'll make his debut against the Mavericks. And with no, without, without Marvin Bagley on this trip or Rashawn Holmes, both out with injuries, the Kings could probably use another guy who could play the four, four, maybe some undersized five as well. Just because right now, your only bigs you have right now are Harry Giles and, and, and Belly. And when the Kings want to go smaller, they want to have a, you know, a, a score, a skill, you know, a score at that five spot. They used Harrison Barnes there tonight. Some they've used Belly. And I think you, you probably could see them using Jabari there as a, essentially as a big. Who could score the rock? Who could make things happen with the ball? So I'm curious to see what they do with him. But there's a there's a balance here that Luke said. He, you know, he's kind of walking here, and even Jabari mentioned it. You don't want to disrupt things. Even though the Kings lost tonight, they had won three in a row. You know, and they still have won six and nine, which is still good for them in the big picture. But clearly, with no no Rashawn, no timetable for if and when Marvin Bagley the third will play again. This is a good chance probably to get a look at Jabari. And see how he might fit in this system. Just in, you know, there is the option that I think when the deal was made, a lot of the reports assumed that Jabari would you know opt out of his uh, client as player option, become a free agent. But there's a, there, there is there there always remains the possibility that he doesn't do that and he sticks around for next season. So it, with the idea that maybe Jabari is around next season, or that that mean declining the player option, or even if he declines it and the Kings resign him, you need to know what you've got with him, how he fits with these guys, how he fits with this group. So 
that might be the biggest thing that might come from this this road trip is just seeing, getting Jabari on the court at least one game before the trip. Because right now, so they're not there's not a lot of bigs. Um, Luke's not using Anthony Tolliver right now, so you have to look at this could be an opportunity to get Jabari a good look just because right now they're using a lot of guards. Really, that's all the Kings have right now. <laughs> you know, you look at the bench. Right now, all you have are guards. There are no 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 fours or fives or really three legit small forwards. Tonight, off the bench, it was Buddy, it was Corey Joseph, it was Yogi Ferrell, and Daquan Dreffries for a brief appearance. For a brief appearance, so like I said, all guards. So if 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 you can get Luke another, you know. Now, I don't want to say post players. I don't know if people even want to be called post players anymore. But if you get another uh, player with size out there, might see some different things from the Kings. Maybe they can do some, you know, make some different things happen. So that's something to look forward to going into the Dallas game before the All-Star break. And just see maybe that could, you know, even if the Kings can, you know, knock off Dallas, that, you know, to go into the break. Seven and three in your last ten would not be would be a good look for them. Maybe kind of get some momentum, some positive momentum going, close out this season, which is we can all agree has been disappointing for a variety of reasons. Won't won't bore you with all the ifs and whats and could have been, should have been of the season, but yeah, you got to get something positive, and perhaps uh, not seeing Marvin play right now can be augmented a little bit by allowing Jabari to get out there and show how he can fit with this group. And uh, really not a whole lot more to add from this game. I did go have to make a visit to the uh, Bucks team store because, as I've said before, Cream City is the best city edition jersey out there. My 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 own humble, not even humble is my opinion. So I did do that. Uh Kings overall seemed like they were in a definitely was not a chipper locker room. Actually, it was um, the locker room was open and things were kind of quicker than normal. Uh, De'Aaron, you know, he wasn't he wasn't really energetic after the game, which is to be understood, you know, going five and nineteen. But he did say that he knows that he believes that, and he's right. Him attacking still opens up things for other guys, which it did. You know, he still had eleven assists. And to, uh, I believe that De'Aaron shooting the ball 19 times is a good thing, even if he only made five, just because this team can't even function if De'Aaron Fox is not aggressive. They got away with him not having a big shooting night against the Spurs because Buddy got hot, but most nights you need De'Aaron to be an aggressive attack mode guard, and he was that tonight. And that's one thing Luke Walton praised him for after the game was that he stayed aggressive and attacked the rim the entire game. So... Not a whole lot to really add to this game. The Bucks have the best record in basketball, forty-six and seven. They showed why they're so good tonight. They just blew the Kings out the water in the third, in the fourth quarter. After the Kings had really, you know, really made a good run at them, I scored. Kings had scored the Bucks thirty-four and nineteen in the second quarter, thirty-two, thirty-one in the third. But then the fourth quarter, Bucks jumped out eleven zero, quick ten zero run. Before you know it, it's pretty much you know, it's game over. I think it was the, I believe the run was thirteen two to start the quarter. Uh, I was scored the Kings thirty five twenty one in the fourth, and it's all pretty much all it took, you know. So 
not a whole much a lot to add i'll check my mentions to see if there's anything that you wanted me to address that i have not addressed uh wasn't a whole lot of chatter like i normally get in this game i think maybe people came in believing this was going to be a loss <laughs> you know even without Giannis. but the kings they had a good effort you know it's uh a tough place to play, you know, great team they're playing. So I don't think there's a, I didn't get the sense there, I mean, there was disappointment in the loss, but not disappointment in the way the guy, the effort they gave. So that's a positive. But going forward again, like I said, Jabari Parker, let's see what they do, what the Kings coaching staff does with uh, Buddy's looks going forward in Dallas and heading to the break and, that's all I got for you. You know where to find me, Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter. Uh, my latest story is up right now. Uh, wrote about Harrison Barnes playing center tonight and preview and kind of what that means and why he's playing center. Uh, spoiler alert: injuries. <laughs> but just talked about though. No, the uh, lineup of the Kings using, you know, basically four guards and Harrison as your lone big and trying to create advantages, mismatches. So check that out. Jump in the comments. Say what you like, don't like. I usually jump on those comments and reply directly to you. So don't forget to do that. I will catch you later. Uh, Tuesday, you got a new edition of Throne Room Breakdown with Kenny Carraway and myself. Be on the lookout for that. Wednesday, your last post-82 before the All-Star break. And then I will catch up with everyone sometime next week after that. But we got two more uh, shows before then, so I'm not going anywhere soon. Okay, y'all be good out there. Hope your Valentine's Day shopping is going well if you're inclined to do so. And as my man Clint Coley said, never forget that Red Lobster is a quality date. You know, get them cheddar biscuits if you, you know, get, your, get your grub on. All right, y'all, I'm gone.